Ho, 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 and welcome to episode number 43 of The Nerd Out. I am Lisa. I'm Rich B. We're girls, and we nerd out for the ho, ho, holidays. <laughs> Nerds up, hoes down. <laughs> you can contact us on Twitter at The Nerd Out. We have a Facebook page. You can also email us, info at thenerdout.com. And we are always pleased to hear if you have been naughty, if you have been nice, and what you want for Christmas. Oh, and your New Year's resolutions. Yes, that we'd love to hear mm-hmm. that. Hopefully it's, I want to listen to more Nerd Out. Because <laughs> we're no longer monthly. Yeah. Mailman Rick. <laughs> uh. So welcome. I hope everyone is having an awesome holiday season. We are uh, post-Thanksgiving, post-Hanukkah, pre-Kwanzaa, That's pre-Christmas. Right. Christmas? <laughs> Christmas and Kwanzaa. <laughs> And we are also pre New Year's. <laughs> so, yeah. So right la- in the middle. Last episode of the year, kids. It is our last episode of the year. In a good year, it has been. It has been an awesome year. Um, and I was trying to think, did we have a lot of guests this year? Was that last year? Like, all my t- last two years are kind of blurry and blurry together. I think together. Last, last year we had more guests oh. than we did this year. Okay, so 2014. Yeah, 2014 will be a year of more guests. Yeah, I like, like having guests. Yeah, me too. Or little interviews, things like that. Yeah, a little. We're gonna we're gonna flip it up. We're gonna change it up a little bit. Add some some extra things um, here and there. Um, and to cel- to celebrate, I think the uh, the fact that we had such a great year, we went on a very special adventure. Yeah, a field trip, if you will. Yeah. We went to go see our very favorite podcast and one of our inspirations, actually, Hollywood Babylon. We went to the improv in uh, Hollywood and, uh, you know, got there early, kind of early, because that's how we are. Because that's what we do. Yeah, we wanted to be up front. First of all, we asked our friends that we knew had were surprised that went to a taping or whatever, mm-hmm. asked them to scoop. Mm-hmm. And then I went, swooped up T.I., mm-hmm. got there super early, mm-hmm. peeped out this. And, we, you know, we've got, have we gone? I don't think we've ever gone to, like, anything like this together. No. So, like, I don't uh, know. Well, we've gone to go see the Paley Fest stuff. Yeah, which is different. Like, you don't have yeah. to, like, you know, you just go there. But, so, you know, we go and I appreciate how you handle things because you're all about it like I am. Recon. Oh yeah, totally. Scope the scene. So we get there, and I'm like, "All right, where? Which door are they gonna let us into? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What time?" So I do a couple of loops. Like I get the layout of the place, make a trip to the ladies' room, scope out like the different. Like okay, there's a hallway there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Find out like, hey, how do they let everyone know that it's time to go in? Oh, they'll let, they'll make an announcement at a quarter till. And then I just chose a, a door kind of at random and was like, do people line up for the door right there? Yeah, that's what they do. And so I'm like, we are in. <laughs> um, so we we queued up at the appropriate time, kind of um, jumped the line a little bit by using the bathroom, quote unquote. Yeah, like, oh, oh. And then you like how I talked to homeboy. Oh, like, is this the line? Yeah, totally. Like, you know, because I, I kept getting the looks in the back of my neck. Totally. At least, like, two taller Latino nerds, I will assume. Yeah. Um, and I kept getting the side eye. And right? speaking of, like, I thought that it was oh, going to yeah. be a bunch of white dudes. 
a bunch of, you know, kind of like nerdy white guys. That was not the case. Yeah, not at all. We were surprised. We were like at the bar. So most of the people were like, you know, behind us where the, you know, the door, the entrance from outside was behind us. So we would look around Mm -hmm. and it would be colors of different shades of brown. It was a Benetton campaign. And I, I would, I would say that knowing, seeing the faces and the type of brown faces that I saw there, mm-hmm. checking them out their attire and everything. And I was right when I heard someone say after the fact, but they were K-Rock Latinos. Yeah. Because one was like, oh, Ralph said that. I was like, mm-hmm. And he what, said on this morning, I was like, yeah. And what does a K-Rock Latino look like? K-Rock Latino. Um, male is going to be, you know, Latino. He's going to have some type of just a, a regular t-shirt, maybe black of some sort, mm-hmm. with some graphics or non-graphics, uh-huh. um, some jeans, uh-huh. maybe have a chain wallet, uh-huh. maybe, maybe not. Um, and he's just going to look like, you know, he's from the IE. Okay. <laughs> but he also could be from the OC. Okay. And that's what we had. Yeah, that's what we had a lot of. <laughs> but a lot of Asian... Oh yeah, a lot of Asian. I was mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised mm-hmm. about the Asian persuasions. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the nerds. You had the ones that were sitting next to us that had the the money that the homeboy made for Kevin. Yep. Um, and it was playing before the uh, before the show started. He was playing Game of Thrones trivia contest with the his Asian, friend on his phone. The Asian cat sitting in front of us. Yeah, yeah. and you were helping him. Well, he was taking too long. <laughs> And he was getting answers wrong. So I was like leaning over him all Peter Baelish. And it was like a speed speed answer game. Because he was so, playing against someone else too on the yeah. phone. And then like he handed his phone to his friend. His friend's like, damn, you did good. And he turned around and gave me a high five. Yeah. All, I helped you win that. <laughs> um, but why don't we tell them mm-hmm. about the adventure we had in the ladies room. The ladies room. Well, half of the fun about this is that it's the first time that Ritzy's ever experienced something like this. <laughs> so we, you know, take a break to relieve ourselves, wash our hands, primp up, do what the ladies do in the bathroom. And also check to see if maybe once we get out of the bathroom, that's the line and we just totally. cut right in the front. Which is what we did. <laughs> and so we're standing in line and there's this girl that comes up to the sink, kind of like, you know, heavyset girl. Glasses. Kind of glasses, nerdy, but, you know, not only a homely girl, but no. definitely nerdy. And she comes up, and I look over, and she has not simply toilet paper hanging out of the back of her jeans, but seriously, like, three feet of it. But we didn't But we didn't know it was three feet of it. No. Until you started pulling it out. And so I, like, instinctively reached out and gave it a jerk, and it, like, unraveled in my hand. And in my, I'm looking with my jaw that is dropped. And, and I'm, I'm like, um, um, you have, um, and I'm like, did she put a roll of toilet paper, like, in her pant leg or I in was her like, behold? That never, that only happens in the movies. And so... T.I. is nice enough. So the girls in between T.I. and I, right? Like, I'm at the sink, too. And the girls in between, like, she went to the sink to the left of me. And T.I.'s on the other side. She was just drying her hands. And she's like, oh, da-da-da. And then you're pulling it. And I'm like... It was a little bit like a magician with the <laughs> scarves. Like, meh, 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 meh. So that's the music that we both heard in our head. And I, I was looking at her. She was looking at me. And she kept pulling and pulling. And we're like, <laughs> And then her reaction is like, oh, oh, cool, Thanks. 
And I'm like, okay, here's the difference between us. Yeah. My reaction would have been like, no oh, fucking way. Yeah, holy fucking shit, are you kidding me? I would have been like, here, take my camera and take an Instagram yeah. of me. Like, I would have thought it was the funniest thing on earth. She was like, NBD. Like, but even if she didn't think it was funny, like, a, more a reaction, like, mortified. Yeah, was it wasn't mortified. Like, or like, oh my God, Maybe thank she you was so on the much. inside. Maybe it was like... She's maybe she's like so such a nerdy bullied down kind of gal. She's like she's, she's like let me not let me not make no fuss no muss and maybe they'll keep it moving. <laughs> totally, <laughs> like don't eat, no eye contact. <laughs> don't show that they've gotten to me at all. Because and then maybe she like cried. Maybe she went to a stall and cried after we left because we walk out and yeah because we keep, we're holding it together we're super to, well because I'm trying not to fucking drop. Drop and stop, drop and roll. Like you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so Tiana, she's like, okay, thank you, and we're like, we're like, I grab Tiana's arm as we're walking out, and as soon as the door closes, we can't just bust out laughing because no. she can hear us. So we're like laughing but quietly. Like yeah, we're crying. like bent double in silent laughter. We were like, oh my god, did that just happened. It was hilarious. And then when we get seated right up in the fucking front, oh, yeah, that's right. Like my legs are on the stage. Um. I was like, Tia, is that the I go, is that the chick over there from the bathroom with the toilet stuff? And she's like, she was looking in another direction. She's like, no, no, that's not her. I go, no, no, over there. And she looks super quick for like half a second. She's like, yeah, that's her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I thought that was way funnier than she did. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then Hollywood Babylon was awesome. They did not read our shout out. They did it. We were and we, it, we were nervous. Oh yeah, we gotta back it up. We were nervous the night before. I couldn't. I was super I know, nervous. I couldn't sleep either. I couldn't sleep. I felt like it was like I was going to Disneyland for the first Christmas time. Christmas in the morning. It was crazy. We, we even she we even called me and we're like I was like I don't know why I feel this way. Like yeah. I couldn't sleep. Yeah, I was super antsy. Um, <clears throat> and then I was like, you know, and we're looking around. I'm like, how many people do you think wrote a shout out to Ralph to be read live? And I was like, but how many people had two copywriters exactly. right there? Me and Leslie, a.k.a. the Femme Fatale. Thank she you so much. Yeah, it, was, it was great. Uh, T.I. and her did an amazing job. I thought it job. was awesome. And, not um, good enough. Maybe not good enough. Or I think it was good enough. Maybe people wrote in earlier and he like looked at them. I don't know when he looks at them. Well, I know because sometimes he reads stuff that says tonight. Oh. So I I know that people send stuff as or as late as that day. It was just so many. He just kind of goes. Maybe yeah. the subject wasn't catchy enough. Yeah, Ralph was cute. Both of them were both of them were kind of handsomer than I thought. Uh, Ralph, I've never really looked at him, like in long, like for a long period of time. He looks different on screen than he does in person. To me. Like you would say, like in Spanish, se miraba muy cabado. Like, he looked really worn out. Like, he's not that old, right? He looks really old. Like, he didn't age I well think to like me. he's like 50. Pushing 50. Yeah, he didn't age out. He doesn't look that good for 50. Because he drank a lot, did a lot of coke. That's true. And stuff like that. And it shows. That probably means he's a good time. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he used to be a good time. I did it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And Kevin so, Smith is actually a, a pretty handsome guy. Right? He's yeah. And I tell, like I was telling her, like I Twitter stalk him all the time and tell him, you're doing a, when I, when he comes out on, um, Talking, Talking Dead. Dead and he's wearing those fucking ridiculous culotte fucking sh- shorts, shorts, <laughs> like, and then the, it cuts him off and he looks and he's sitting up and it's just, it looks terrible. I was like, you're doing yourself a disservice because you're a handsome 
It doesn't matter how big he is. He's a handsome dude. He has a handsome face yeah. with an amazing set of hair. Yes. He has good locks. He has total locks of love. I mean, in the back he has a circle, bald spot, fine, whatever. But the, the front, where you see it, <laughs> where it counts, it's He's like solid. like a fryer. Yeah, total fryer. Um, but th- it was it was great to finally see shit, mm-hmm. the visuals, because there's so many things great. that we've I know, never seen. And when you listen to it, you don't get any of the visuals. <laughs> and then here's me. I do not drink hard alcohol, like ever. And I was like, and I do drink a shitload of sparkling water every night. That's like part of my treat when I'm getting ready for bed, reading my book, have a little sparkling water. So I was like, I'm going to drink vodka soda. So I'm drinking vodka soda and I'm like, this is so fucking refreshing and I just can't taste the booze. And then lo and behold, I'm like, I just drank like six vodka sodas. You're like, you can't, or like, because you're the tree, tree. Two drink minimum. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I haven't drank in a while, so shit was hitting me hard. And so I'm like, I got to take it slow. So let me get the Jameson with the ginger, cut it out. And then the wait, you're like, oh, sure, you just, I, you said to her, oh, so I assume you're just going to be coming back during the show. She's like, yeah. And I remember, like, my my peripherals, mm-hmm. I kept seeing her come back and you, like, leaning back. Da, da, da. I was like, what is she drinking? What is she drinking? Oh, yeah. I mean, I had two before. And I think four during the show. It was like an hour and a half. And then you but drink it was so, drinks. Yeah, and it was but it was so refreshing. I was like, this is so great. And then I was like, oh, I'm drunk. It was a good time. But um, it's great to also see. I've never seen Ralph ever like do his impressions. Yeah. Just, it's kind of fat. It's kind of like mind boggling how good he is. And then to see his face because your face. Because every time I hear it, I'm thinking. I can't imagine that face making that voice. And then we got to see it live. And then you could imagine it. And now you're like, oh shit, he's better. He's talented in that in that sense. And then just to see their, also their interaction, the little faces and dances that Kevin does when Ralph does his shit, mm-hmm. um, and vice versa. It was great. It's it's recommended. Recommended entertainment. Yes, it's great. I want to go back. Yeah, I definitely want to go back. Okay. And the best thing is that maybe I will, maybe we'll post, I don't know if T.I. permits, um, you know how we said uh, <laughs> the Jism episode where we talked about the origins of Jism and on the Urban Dictionary it said it's something great to yell out the car window. Uh-huh. So, oh, major huge shout out yes. to the G's for saving the day because Miosito was supposed to be with the Supernatural Bear. Told them months in advance that, you know, T.I. and I were going. Good. Last minute he gets, he books a gig to Germany. Like, for the weekend, leaves Thursday, and the shit's on Friday. So, we're asked out until the G's come through in a pinch. Christmas. Totally save Christmas. And uh, they come and they stay. And Danny uh, uh, says, he listens to, who he's awesome, and he listens to the podcast. And he's like, oh, make sure that on your way home or on your way there, you yell at Jism out the car. And I was like, <laughs> shut up. So, I told T.I. that we have to do it. And so, she was so faded on the way back. <laughs> I have it on video. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm cool with that being up. It's super cute. Uh, you can't see my underwears? No. If it, you can't see my underwears, I'm okay with it being online. And it's only like more like it's, it's fantastic. It's, <laughs> it's our fantastic. Um, yeah, so we're... Super fun. Super fun night. It's good timers. Yeah, it was really we want, good. We definitely want to do it again. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the, the that was the last show in LA. The For next two shows... Uh, the the show on they're gonna have two showings for New Year's Eve. They're gonna be at the Brea we'll Improv. See. Yeah, yeah. So 
whatever, traitors. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was a good time. Yeah, We're definitely going to do it again. And well, you It know, was like a pilgrimage. It was like Mecca for us. Yes. Mecca for podcasters. And, you know, like I were talking about earlier today, we're, we're still only one degree away. Yep. And I didn't get my hug. That's what yep. I wanted. Um, even though we're really close to the stage, I was on Ralph's side, and then they exited the other way. I was stage left. They yeah. exit stage right. And uh, Kevin doesn't fuck around. He's up and out. Yeah. Ralph was at the bar selling his wares and yeah. hugging people and taking pictures. I can give a fuck. So I wanted Kevin, and he was gone. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I didn't get that. But uh, we're definitely going to make it happen again. Yeah, totally. Spring. Springtime. Springtime, yeah. Um, one, one thing I wanted to mention last episode, mm -hmm. and I was when I was like, I was like, oh, dear. I felt bad because I hate when I miss completely mispronounce words. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the diaspora, mm -hmm. uh, I said, I said, diaspora. And it bothered the fuck out of me when I was listening to it recently. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, oh my God. I know, isn't that annoying? Oh my God, So then so you have annoying. to go and establish that you actually do know how to pronounce yeah. it. Yeah. I didn't even notice it, if that makes you feel better. And I was like, oh, maybe Tia knows it, but she didn't want to say anything while we were I'm recording. I'm like, how embarrassing. You're I went like... home and I wrote about it in my diary. <laughs> I'm like, dear diary, it was so embarrassing. <laughs> Ritzy totally humiliated herself in front of millions of people. Millions, wow. I just um... didn't want to say anything. <laughs> oh. And then I was asking you, see, I was like, so, you know, di um, diaspora, I was like, do people ever pronounce it like diaspora? He's like, no, I don't think so. I was like, damn it. <laughs> oh, well. So, so that was my correction. Um, oh, real quick, so promo. Oh, Just yeah, Just want to let you know that my online store is back up, kids. Yeah. In time for the holidays. It might be too late by the time you hear this, but anyways, it'll be up. So, you know, like after Christmas, you want to buy yourself something nice. I got some cool stuff, I think, last year for my yeah. friends. Yeah, very nice of you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So those are back, restocked. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, check it out. We'll have a link. Tell your friend. Mm -hmm. um, tell a friend. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, uh, Instagram is one of my favorite things to do. Okay. To so check out because I'm very visual, so I love the sure. pictures. And, of course, I follow, um, what's his name? Daryl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I follow him. And Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus, who goes by at Big Bald Head on Instagram. I wonder why. And he posted this picture and it made our day. Aww. And it's, um, it's Daryl and why have I already forgotten his name? Herschel. Herschel. I almost said Wenchel. I'm all Wenchel is not right. It's Daryl and Herschel eating breakfast. Oh. Some like bacon, some toast, <laughs> some eggs. It is it's just a, such a great picture of them together and it just, it gives you the warm fuzzies. It does give it gives me some holiday warm fuzzies. Yeah, and you're like, oh so I was like, Oh, I forget his real name, so Scott Wilson. Mm -hmm. And then I you know, I don't know why I never did that before, but I Googled him of course. Mm -hmm. I was like, What else was he in? And I was like, Oh yeah. And then I forgot he was on CSI, the original one, the Vegas one. Okay. And he was the Owner of the casino that was the father to one of the main characters, the woman character okay. on CSI. I was like, oh yeah, and he played a bad guy. Mm. Yeah, Scott Wilson. Versatile. Scott Wilson. Okay. And then one thing that I wanted to mention that is so cool um, 
there is sort of like groundbreaking, it won't be open until 2017, but the Museum of Science Fiction is coming to Washington, D.C. And it's going to be like all things sort of pop culture and sci-fi from TV, movies, books, art, photography, music. Um, They have, um, they're trying to put together a sort of like preview space. So they started a Kickstarter for, or I'm sorry, Indiegogo for it. Um, to like kind of open something up to give people a sense of what's gonna, what it's going to be there. Um, and I'll have a link to it, but one of the things here is the Aliens and Altered Life Gallery. So like a huge gallery with um, different futuristic beings <laughs> and um, <clears throat> the scale model of the 10,000 leagues under the sea um, uh, submarine and all sorts of cool stuff. So wow. I I know I am super into it and uh, I think that's going to be so cool I love it what when a cute it idea twenty seventeen uh huh so I'll, we'll have a link to it in that's our show awesome. notes so that you can uh, go look at some of the pictures it's pretty great that's going to be a hit I know totally great yay yay um all right let's get into movies movies uh, I saw The Hobbit oh. yay it was awesome. Yeah. It was in the what H? Oh, did you see it? There is a there's the H. There's three versions. There's the regular. Actually, there might be four versions. Regular version, three D version, uh, like regular three D version. You have high frame rate version, yeah. and then high frame rate three D version. And what did you see? I saw a regular three D version. Okay. I like my films to look cinematic, which is why I own a plasma television. Still, it's like I really, I, that's the effect that I like. Like. Mm. It, to me, it just is a little more aesthetically pleasing. Um, but the first time around, a lot of people really bitched and complained about the high frame rate. And this time around, I've heard a couple people say that they actually didn't mind it once they got used to it. So I might try to see it in see high frame rate just to see it. Got better. Um, but uh, yeah, it was great. It was very long, but I was okay with that because I just, as long as I'm in that sort of Middle Earth, Lord of the Rings universe, I'm fine. And, uh, it was better than the first one, although I like the first one a lot. It was tons of action, lots of elves. That's really what the first one was missing. Just yeah. not enough elves. Uh, yeah. Gotta have elves. Um, I cheered, uh, along with a couple other people. Uh, I was a little quieter than they were. I was uh, like, yay! <laughs> when Legolas came on, cause he's one of my faves. No. And, uh, the whole thing was great. The acting was great. The dragon was amazing. Really? Yeah. And I, um, it's voiced by Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, hello. And, so you were yeah, moist totally. in certain areas. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it wasn't until afterwards, and I was doing a little reading. I don't like to read reviews of movies until after I see them. Yeah, yeah. So I was reading reviews, and apparently Peter Jackson, the director, had Benedict Cumberbatch wearing this, like, um, full-body catsuit silver thing with, like, little tiny dots, like, all over his body and especially all over his face. And he was, like, crawling around on a, on a soundstage, like, acting like the dragon, <laughs> Smog. And, like, and so I was reading interviews with Benedict Cumberbatch, and he's like, yeah, if you want to feel like the world's biggest asshole, <laughs> I invite you to, like, do this and crawl around, like, making faces and, like, moving all reptilian to, like, try to do some motion capture work. But it turned out really, really great. It was kind of awesome. I will absolutely be seeing that one again. How many times? 
in the at theater. least two. Not not outside of theater. At least two in the theater. At least two in the theater now. And then probably when the third Hobbit comes out, I'll go do a marathon and like see one, know. two, that's your and steez. then three. That's yeah. totally your steez. Yeah, that's how I do it. Wow, you're hardcore. Yeah, it was great. So recommend. Two thumbs up. Full price? I don't care how much it costs. Go. Wow. Yeah. That's majors. Yeah. That's I mean, equivalent of like, what, five stars or yes. full-blown whatever? Like, the one thing, one thing that like would kind of occasionally occur to me is that... Some of the orcs in the movie who are like the sort of like big, ugly, like kind of dumb things that are the foot soldiers of evil. They were switching between people and like prosthetics uh-huh. and computer generated. And like there would be like a scene where they're real people and then the next scene they would be computer generated. And like it took me a while of seeing them before I was like, holy shit, some of these scenes are real and some of them aren't. And you just not only, I mean, you can tell if you're really focusing. But what amazed me is that I watched, like, a third of the movie before I realized that that, that that's what was going um, on. So that's kind of, that's pretty impressive yeah, when you is. can, like, fool someone well enough yeah. that they don't notice for a while that it's some of the, sometimes it's people and sometimes it's not. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did not go to the theater to see a movie, but I did see a movie. And I saw one of the saddest, most depressing movies of all time. Albert Dobbs. I have I've heard of this. Albert Dobbs. Um, the one with Glenn Close. I think she was nominated for Academy Award. Oh, she's a man. She's a man. Yeah, back in uh, the olden times. Yeah. Um, Is she a man pretending to be a woman? A woman pretending to be a man? She's a woman pretending to be a man, so she can a lot I guess a lot of women did that back not a lot, but it was it was pretty common. Uh-huh. Um to get work and better paying work, uh-huh. um, if you you know, and especially those that were um, lesbotronic, uh-huh. um, and wanted to have a relationship, they had to you know uh-huh. dress up like men and wrap themselves and do all that stuff. So I really didn't know what it was about. I just knew that you know she got nominated and I needed something. You know, Miosita ended up going real quick on a trip and I was working. I was like, what? I'm gonna watch something real quick and it came up. On instant on Netflix, and I was like, "Let me check this out." So I watched it over a period of two days in between doing shit, and I was just like, "Really? That's <laughs> fucked up." Aww. Super sad. Did you cry? No, it wasn't sad like that. It was just kind of like just like the sad story. Like dreary. Yeah, there was like nothing. No, I don't want a happy ending, but some type of I don't know something. I just was like, "Wow, sad." Yeah. No, no tears, just kind of like, fuck. No glimmer of hope. No. Yeah. No, no ray. No ray of sunshine. No glimmer no, of hope. Nothing. You're just like, it was fucked up. She had a fucked up life to, in the beginning to even want to become a man and pretend she was a man. Uh-huh. And she, her life was fucked up. Sad. Um, but okay, so one thing I saw before we went to Hollywood Babylon was the Godzilla trailer. And the reason why I saw it was because... Kevin Smith posted about it. Like, oh my God, take all my money now. Uh-huh. He's like, it's amazing. So I click it. And I'm not a huge Godzilla. Like, for me, yeah, Godzilla, it's iconic. Like, that's our generation. Like, oh, Godzilla. Yeah, it brings back these feelings. But I don't, you know, watch Godzilla, the old Godzilla movies all the time. And, you know, this and that. Yeah. But I was like, but he said it's amazing. Let me check it out. Let's see what they're doing nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I watched that shit. And I'm like, I got excited. For the movie, mm-hmm. I kind of want to go watch it in the theater. So I'm kind of buzzed when we're when they're starting off the podcast, 
and then towards the end they're talking about like let's talk about this one thing and for some reason i was like they're gonna talk about the godzilla trail and i wanted to yell it out because i'm right there by the stage but i was like what if i'm wrong and i'm like the idiot and then they're like they're like excuse me madam plus they do like announcement like don't be that drunk person yeah yelling shit out or else we're gonna have to escort you so i didn't and then they start talking about and then they show it and they're talking about how amazing it is and I showed it to Milcito, who I don't think is a big Godzilla fan either. And he was like, whoa, just amazing. The people yeah. that are in it, it gives it, like, a lot of weight, I think. Like, um, homeboy Krantz, Cranston. Yeah, Brian Cranston. He's in it. Um, the Olsen chick, not the twins. The older sister. The older sister. Um, who else? So it, it looks it's gorgeous. The yeah. poster is gorgeous. The po- one of the posters that I saw after the fact when I was doing research for this was one of the amazing scenes when the paratroopers uh-huh, are coming uh-huh. down with the red smoke. And it gives you that feeling of like you're stressed out. Yeah, like danger. Like, danger. Like you feel like you're in it and you're just like, this is, this is what you want to see. You want to feel the destruction the, the scale of destruction and urgency and emergency when some, when, you, when you think of a big being stomping through your city. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's cathartic. Like, you don't want to just go there and be like, oh, that's cool. Like, Clover, Cloverfield? Cloverfield. Cloverfield, I think. Clover, I, I want to call it Cloverdale. That's actually a street nearby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's also um, a city. Yeah. Um, Grams. <laughs> I enjoyed Cloverfield a lot because you definitely had that feeling of like, that. what the fuck? Yeah. Um, although it's, uh, it was really shaky cam. I mm. had to get up and stand in the back of the movie theater to watch it. because uh, too much. Because it was so, motion sick. yeah, I had motion sickness and I never get motion sickness. Like um, the Blair Witch Project, it made me kind of sick too. Yeah. Like that kind yeah. of thing. Um, but yeah, like you want to, you don't want to just go there and be like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Like, I mean, I really enjoyed, um, Pacific Rim but Pacific Rim, you, it wasn't really, except for one of the fights, it wasn't really, like, monsters stampeding through your city. Like, you, you didn't have that perspective. Like, everything, you were, like, at the same yeah. eye level yeah. as the monster. It's not, like, gigantic foot about to step on you. Yeah, like... Not that feeling. Like, just the noise, the roar. Like, and, and what's, I think what's really perfect about the trailer is they don't really show him. They don't really show Godzilla too much. You know, yeah. you see, and I don't want to see a lot of them. Yeah, and I don't need to, but I was fucking afraid. Like mm-hmm. I was like, shit, mm-hmm. this motherfucker's massive. And if I was one of those, that the the one of the great shots is the gorgeous shot when the paratroopers are coming down with the red smoke coming through the dark clouds, yeah. down to the fiery pits yeah. of hell. That's a, a great shot. But also, I think it puts you into the scene, into that scenario, is when. The perspective is through the parish uh, uh, trooper's um, goggles, his sight, Uh and you hear him breathing. (sighs) Yeah, and he just sees. He's like, he's like thinking, "What the fuck is happening?" Because I can't see shit. I see some, maybe some scales of some sort hanging out from the dark, from the dark clouds, and he's about to land in this shit. Yeah, you know, and you're like, "Holy shit!" And then you see from the ground perspective, and then perfect. The little kids in the in the fucking school uniforms have no idea what's happening, <laughs> and the parent crying and and, and, and shit crashed, and and then at the end you just hear that that recognizable iconic Godzilla fucking roar. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> it was pretty great. You're like, I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Kill some bitches. Yeah, and then the po- the poster that um, I'm talking about that I saw. Is that scene 
-hmm. and dark clouds. You don't even see God's. You just see maybe a couple of scales on the on the left hand side. Mm -hmm. As a you know as a as a designer, um, I was just like you were into that. You're all thank you. Minimal, yes. Yeah. Very, very highly uh, effective and, and impactful. So I was like, who's directing this? I'm like, Gareth Edwards, who the fuck is this dude? Mm -hmm. Oh, so he's a British film director. He's best known for the movie Monsters, an independent film that I had been having on my instant queue for about two Wait. years. Let me, um, let me see if Monsters is the movie that I think it is. Did you see that? Yeah. Was it good? Is it the one that takes place in South America? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, Monsters. Yeah. Monsters. Yeah. 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 So Monsters he, was awesome. I loved that movie. So he's the one that's directed it. Oh, that's good. Because he was in. Um, oh yeah. Highly recommend. A forty-eight hour film challenge where it had to be created, start to finish. Oh yeah. Forty-eight hour film fest. And um, he won that contest, and so then he went to direct Monsters, which is. The first film, uh -huh. and the crazy part about it is that he did all the special effects himself with off-shelf stuff. Yep. So is is that enough? Like, I want to know his story. Like, I'm I'm intrigued to find out more of how you go from monsters mm -hmm. to fucking Godzilla reboot. Yeah, Warner Brothers. That's amazing. Um. So yeah, about to see how it goes down. Oh yeah, and I totally recommend for everyone. I think that I plugged it when I watched it probably a year and change Possibly, ago. Monsters. Yeah. So maybe, uh, maybe that's it's why. It's a good I like. It's a good like curled up under a blanket at night movie. Oh nice. Yeah, it's okay. pretty good. I have, it, I have maybe over the holidays I'll watch it and get us a little sense of what we're gonna experience. And also before we wrap this one up, he's really cute. <laughs> he is. He's in this picture. Yeah. He's uh. Thirty-seven. 38. They're not sure on Wikipedia. Um, so yeah, Godzilla. Godzilla. Trailer, watch it. Hopefully the movie is, is is even better than the trailer. Yes. TV real quick. Mm -hmm. Scandal. Mm -hmm. Mid-season finale. Deluche. Well, again, I will say it again. Well done, Shonda Rhimes. Well done. <laughs> Every time I'm like, they're going to get go cheesy. They're going to go cheesy. Because it's ABC and it's Shonda Rhimes. No, I'm still there. I'll see you in February. Okay. I'm all about it. It's really, really good. And I, I wish it kind of was on HBO or Showtime or something like that or uh -huh. AMC because then it would be uh -huh. it would be extra, extra. But it's really, really good. Um, so I, I may have mentioned many, many, many times before that I'm a huge Law & Order fan, SVUs. Um, though I'm a huge Dick Wolf fan, I didn't – I it was not on my priority to watch that one show, Chicago Fire. Yeah, I think I think it's still it's still on. It's still so I think on. it's still uh -huh, doing uh -huh. okay. So um, in January, you know, to fill in the gaps, they're gonna um, Dick Will produced uh, Chicago PD, which is okay. coming on NBC, and it has not the main character, but one of the main characters is John Seda, who is I believe he's maybe he's Cuban or Puerto Rican, and John Seda is one of my favorite actors because um, he was in a very very awesome movie called. I like it like that. <laughs> I don't know if I ever saw that. <laughs> yeah, I like it like that. Had John Seda starring John Seda, and then the female lead is Homegirl. And I, I can't think of her name right now, but she's the lieutenant on Dexter. Okay. Uh -huh, so uh -huh. they're they're a married couple, and then Homeboy, the Latino dude from Fame. The skinny Latino. You know what I'm talking about. I can't think of his name. He's Fame amazing. The movie? Fame the show. 
Oh, uh Yeah, so super, super good. It's like came out in the 90s. It's like one of my, me and my <laughs> friends called Classic, and we quote it all the time. Uh -huh. And it's like based in New York with, you know, Puerto Ricans and Cubans, and the whole scene is really, really, really good. Um, what does this guy look like so I can see if I recognize him? Oh, yeah, let me show you. Was he Chicago PD Wednesdays? Yeah, but they don't. Let me see. Cast. Yes, yes, yes. John Seda. Oh, he he's looks been, kind of familiar. He's been in yeah. The, and the thing that kind of, it's, it, it's produced by Dick Wolf. So you're like, okay, you got a chance. It's on NBC. You got a chance. Sure. John Seda, every show he tries to come out on gets canceled. Aww. And I, I'm like, yeah, this could be the one, John Seda. This could be it. No. Never. And he's like, but he's lucky. Like, he's always on, like, these new pilots. Okay. But they never, they never stick, so. I will say a little prayer for him. <laughs> but, yeah, I like it like that. It's a great movie. We quote it. It's part of my, a lot of the lines are part of my vernacular. And <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, Orange is the New Black? Yes, I finally saw it. You saw the whole season? Yes. Great, right? Yeah, it was totally great. Um, it wasn't like, you know, you know how it is, gentle listener, when like people will totally <laughs> talk something up to yeah, you. Yeah. And I hate it because it's a really fine line because sometimes you really need to bully your friends into watching things. Yeah. Like I will tell you right now, you have to watch Battlestar Galactica because it's the best thing ever. <laughs> but then like enough people tell you that and then you turn in to watch it and you're like, okay, it's not the best thing ever. And it could still be really good, but you're like, I was expecting the best thing ever. Yeah. So it's a, it's a fine line. So Orange is the New Black was kind of like that for me. It took me um, probably a handful of episodes to get really invested with it. Me, me as well. Like, I was just watching just to watch it. Yeah. It was fun to watch. But, but then... yeah, I thought it was, like, the acting's great. It's The characters are really interesting. Um, yeah, I liked it a lot. And how crazy it was, like, the season finale. You're like, whoa, shit just got real. Yeah. <laughs> this ain't a comedy right now. Shit just got real, real. Yes. And then I think it's the second to last episode when um, she there's the girl in the wheelchair who's in the prison to be scared straight. <laughs> and she walks out of the bathroom and then the other women are like, you're cold. And she's like, bitches gotta learn. <laughs> the funny part was when they first come up and that little, the, the, the little black one looks like a little boy. Yes. And she's like, so what, you just roll up? Like, like she's yeah. like talking to her. She's, like, what she's you one of my favorite. She's characters. like, you just roll. I was crying. I was like, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but uh, um, it makes me think. Watching it, it does make me think about like, oh shit. Like I don't know how re how realistic it is, but I'm like, I don't know how I would do in prison. Oh, it's it's kind of realistic. It doesn't go extreme because I watched um, Locked Up. Uh huh. Um, which I think was on Discover or. A TLC or something like that. So they have locked up, and so they have locked up, and they have different prisons, right? Okay. And it's mostly all dudes. So I watch it, and you're just like, holy shit, hard fucking core. And you go to different cities and stuff like that. And then they have locked up women's blah 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 prison. Uh huh. It's fucked up. It's pretty fucked up. So they, it's kind of, they kind of touch upon some things, but it's it's kind of a comedy, like comedy, like a black comedy. Yeah. So, you know, some things were, you dramedy. know, dramedy. And then, like, that last part, shit just got real. I was like, oh, shit just got real. Like, it's fucked up. Well, like, I, on one hand, I wouldn't want to do things like get into fights because I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want, like, the hammer to drop down on me any harder. Although, when she was in solitary, I was like, 
I might kind of like solitary. You go crazy, though. People go crazy. That's true. Um, but I was like... But you have no choice. Tia, if you're in jail, if you're in prison, you have no choice if you're going to fight or not. Sometimes you have to. But there's, like, that an annoying Pensatucky. Oh, yeah. And I was like, like, and there's this girl who's, like, this total, like, backwoods meth head <laughs> who's been, like, giving our hero grief over the course of the series. And she's great. She always plays white trash. Yeah. She was an eight mile white yeah. trash. Uh-huh. She, every movie, white trash. White trash. And it's like, I'm like, I don't know at what point in the season I would have finally turned around and been like, you are like 90 pounds and 5'2". I'm going to break you in half. And so it was just, it was funny watching over the course of it. I'm like, when is she just going to turn around and be like, enough. (laughs) You find out. Yeah. Yeah, real quick. Um, yeah, that's a great show. I'm interested to see where they take it next, especially mm-hmm. the way the season ended. Yep. Um, Downton Abbey, I know I talk about it all the time. Just real quick, um, they are going to do the Christmas special, and they show it on, uh, not BBC, it's IVT or something like that. Um, and they show it on Christmas Day, and it's a two-hour special, So, which means that I will get it um, as soon as I can, and I will watch it in January. <laughs> Though the season of the show here till January. Um, and the good news, renewed for a fifth season. Yay! Yes. So there it is. I know, January is also Sherlock. Thank Jesus. Oh, yeah. And so me and Sita and I are, once we get the more downtime in the nighttime, uh-huh. when the supernatural bear goes Mimi's, oh, we're going to watch it. What's Mimi's? Oh, Mimi's is sleep. And it's like a cute little slang when you're a kid in Spanish. I like Mimi's. Because uh, the word is dormir. Uh-huh. Um, and then so little kids can't say it, so they say Mimi's, like Mimi's, so, oh, you're going to go Mimi's. Oh my gosh, that's really sweet. It's cute, huh? Yeah. Yeah, Mimi times. <laughs> I forget that I say shit, people don't know what that means. Um, so yeah, Mimi's, it's on and popping, we're excited. Okay, good. You, can you, and this, it better be fucking good, T.I., because we got this one email from her <laughs> saying, like, it makes us smarter, and that she, we should definitely it does. watch it. And, and I think that you will watch the first one, and you're like, yeah, pretty good. And then as you continue watching it, you're like, oh yeah, that's good shit. When do we make that, when do we make that turn? When do you realize, you realize very quickly into the first episode. Okay, okay. That you're like, okay, this is how smart this is going to be. I have, have to, to pay, pay attention. attention. Oh, okay, good. That sounds great. Yeah. So we don't have to wait like no. one season, which is no, what, no, three no. or four which episodes? three episodes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's only six episodes, so you're good. <laughs> okay, cool. Um... Books we talked about before, Roy Choi, uh-huh. you know, I got to, uh, got to meet him and his food, and he's amazing. So he just came out with the book, and he just is wrapping up his um, book tour for his book, um, L.A. Sun, My Life, My City, My Food. Um, so I wanted to buy the support, mm-hmm. but we don't need to because one of the last um, events was last week. Um, Mi Osito went, and um, he gave him a book. Aww. And he said, you know, put a nice, really super sweet um, little uh, inscription in there for him, signed mm-hmm. it, and saying that, you know, he's always been a fan or whatever. Um, it's great to know him. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. So um, it has great recipes and a great story. And I haven't read everything, but just reading the, you know, the, what are they called? The reviews or the, sure. what are they called in the back? Yeah, the reviews. The reviews. Um, the blurbs or whatever they're mm-hmm. called. Uh it's, it's out on Bert, Anthony Bourdain Books. 
Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Had an me neither. And um, I was checking out the book because Miosito said he took Way it to with go, him Tony. and read the whole thing on his trip, on this quick trip. And he's like, amazing story. It's an amazing life story. Mm -hmm. But And you get to see, you know, um, why he is the way he is, um, how he grew up and everything. But also he gives you recipes of all, all sorts, like chorizo and this and this and that. Like, oh, I was looking through it real quick and it, he's like, oh, this is the first like recipe like that I mastered at a culinary school and this and that and it looks delicious, sounds delicious. And one thing, just by looking at it super quick, um, skimming through it really quick, like just the ch uh, chapters and like the preface or whatever, mm -hmm. is that... Uh, preface. Preface. <laughs> Boom. There it is. <laughs> Boom. There it is. Oh, T.I., thank you. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Because I didn't have to mention it the next episode. I know. We don't need to go back and correct. Um, is that his? he has, like, he's our age, like, you know, our age bracket, and he has the same sensibility. 20. Oh, tw oh, yeah, of course, 20s. Um, the same <laughs> sensibility, like, grew up when we grew up in L.A. I mean, we're, you and I are from San Diego, but still the same sensibility where mix of, like, listening to hip-hop and rock and, you know, new wave and everything, and letting that shape him and he hasn't changed or compromised because you know he still uses the vernacular that I would use that you know but is can he can um float and into different scenes with different people and know how to act accordingly and appropriately mm -hmm. and he's respected by everybody because he has um Little, you know, Mike D from the Beastie Boys says something about him. Then you got Anthony Bourdain. You have fucking Emeril Lagasse. People from all these different walks of life that he, that are part of him and that he's a part of and he's a fan of, respect him and know and understand him and mm -hmm. are just like, you know what, this is how he is. And I really respect and I'm really excited to read his story to find out more. Um, just because I feel like, oh shit, this is what I'm talking about. Like, mm -hmm. I t it's rare to find those type of people that are a person of color that um, has gotten to a certain level and has been remained true to themselves mm -hmm. and has that hip hop sensibility and those like values and stuff and doesn't perpetrate and try to act different and but knows when to tone it down and you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He could be with the, you know, um, Anthony Bourdain and those people, Emma Gossi and still be, you know, mm -hmm. and still talk the way he talks. But knows how to like navigate that shit, and then be with the fucking thugs down the street, and and know how to navigate that shit. Yeah. And that's that's what me me Osito and I what we do, what we can do, and we we like to meet and know more people like that that are at another level. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. I can't wait for you to read it and tell me more. I will. Um, and it's on Amazon right now. Uh, we'll have a link to it on sale for twenty eleven. Hardcover, I assume. Hardcover, yes. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Nice. That's, that's what we got going on. Um, I heard about something really interesting that's happening. For those of you who play video games, um, and possibly for those of you who are Walking Dead fans, you know about the Telltale Games Walking Dead video game. It is... The artwork is very um, sort of, like, real but comic booky. Um, and so Telltale did the Walking Dead game. It has this really, really great artwork. The story itself, there's definitely plenty of action, um, but it's a choose-your-own-adventure-style game, 
and the decisions that you make impact like your sort of journey through the game and whether or not people like you know if you tell a white lie then it's like sometimes you'll do it just to like get out of a situation and then it'll be like so and so knows that you lied to them <laughs> and you're like fuck <laughs> and so apparently it impacts the end of the game i'm like a quarter of the way through the game i play video games really slowly um <laughs> But it's, like, so beautiful, and it's so interesting, and it's really, like, an extension of the Walking Dead universe, and it just integrates so wonderfully, and it was um, won a ton of awards. And so Telltale is apparently not making an official, or has not made an official announcement about it, but word on the street is that they are developing a Game of Thrones game. Wow, hello. And you will definitely be doing the Oh, that. yeah, for sure. <sighs> and so they don't know if it's going to take place in movie Game of Thrones world or if it will be more likely book Game of Thrones world. Oh. Um, if it will be like sort of tangential characters, like what they did with the Walking Dead video game is Glenn's in it. Oh. Um, and so far, I think that's the only person. But, like, you know, every once in a while, people from, like, the comics or the um, the TV show will wander in and be a part Glenn, of your adventure for a little char- while. character is in the, the novel, the graphic yes, novel, the yes. comic. So, um, yeah, it's really, it's really exciting, and I cannot wait. Awesome. That is a, that is one of... <laughs> I've only ever played, like, three video games on my PlayStation. <laughs> this will be the next one. I'll try to finish it. Uh-huh. Um, and speaking of the interwebs, uh-huh. taking it to the interwebs real quick, uh, we talked about the, another rad podcast called Food is a New Rock. Love it. And I recently listened to the Tom Colicchio episode because mm-hmm. Homeboy was in um, Vegas for the Life is Beautiful like food convention, so okay. all these amazing chefs were there. I think believe that's what it's called. Forget. Um, so he got to interview a bunch of these um, chefs for his podcast for their podcast, and I was talking to Tom Colicchio, and I was so you know the premise is uh, if they have a band or a musician on, they talk about food, and if they have a chef on, they talk about music. Uh, thoroughly impressed with Tom Colicchio's music taste. His knowledge from back in the days, and his more more so with his current knowledge of music. Really? Yes. I was like, what? So I looked up his age. He's 51. Okay. And uh, before the episode started, um, the host, I forget, one of the hosts, I forget, the food guy, he's like, oh my God, he has like one of the, one of the best, if not the best first concert experience ever. Uh-huh. They're like, oh, he's like, I don't know, I don't want to um, mess it up, so just listen to the podcast. And so I listened to it, and his first experience was 15. I think he li- he's lived in, grew up in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, saw Led Zeppelin. Oh, yeah, that's and was, good. And was into Led Zeppelin. Uh-huh. Bought a shirt and everything like that. So he's like, yeah, I went to see that, and then after I went to see, like, The Pretenders at such and such, and did it, like, the whole, like, it was, like, a crazy music week for him, mm-hmm. which was awesome. And then... um his knowledge of music and looking back at, you know, trends and how he sees the lineage of uh, bands nowadays that kind of took from these older bands and mm-hmm. stuff. So he's like, 
you know, like some people, especially if they know they're going to be talking about music, they kind of just like name drop shit and they don't, you could tell that they don't really don't know what yeah. they're talking about, but they maybe heard like some youngsters talking they're about like, some shit. Blah, 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 Mumford and Sons, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, yeah, blah, yeah. Have a Brothers. Yeah, yeah. And then, so he says that, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I was like, holy shit, how does he know that? But like he says it like he knows it, you know? Uh-huh. And he's talking about like Alabama Shakes and like um, stuff like that. And so he says that he has a, I don't know how old his current son or daughter is uh, with his current wife. It's maybe two or three. She's like, oh, my wife likes to play this one chick, and it's like little kid music, you know? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I, it, it bothered me. She's like, he's like, I also have a 20-something-year-old, but he unfortunately is into EDM. <laughs> and he's like, oh, really? He's like, no, but there's like some good EDM. And then Tom's like, no, he's into like the bad stuff. Like that, He's like a DJ. And so right? he's like, ah, oh, he's like, he's like, that's my only like regret. He's like, he's like, but I didn't know how hard it was to get into these events. He's like, he's like, dad, could you get me into something? He's mentioned some name. I didn't even know who the fuck it was. Uh-huh. He's like, I think they're playing like in Santa Monica somewhere, maybe at the pier or something. And um, he was spinning at the pier or something. And then Tom's like, I didn't know how hard it was to get him tickets until I tried to get him tickets. Uh-huh. And I guess he got him tickets or something like that. But very knowledgeable. I went fishing with a, uh, uh Perry Farrell and um, cooked them what they caught. Um, what? Yeah, like just like random shit like that. And he That's likes awesome. everything from like rock to jazz. He's uh, He was on the cover of some guitar magazine, guitar aficionado magazine, because he's like hella knowledgeable on guitars, has a great guitar collection. He's like, and I don't just buy them to hang on the wall. He's like, I play all of them. He's like, I don't, you know, I'm not like the best, but he's like, I play them and like, where does he have time to do this? I don't know. Chefs don't have free time for shit like that. I know. Chefs have a little bit of time to maybe do some drugs, <laughs> chain smoke, drink a lot, and then, like, pass out and do it over again. Yeah. So, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> I recommended to listen to that episode. We'll have a link to it. I will it. definitely check that out. Um, it's, it's pretty rad. And then I didn't check out anyone's after him. He's the first one of that series of different chefs, but looks like it should be some really, really good episodes coming up. Some awesome. chefs. Yeah. Excellent. So that w- that's what we got, kids. Yeah. Um, Tia, I would like to say thank you for being my uh, friend and being my co-host. I would like to I out. would like to say the same to you and to wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas. Uh vice versa. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Feliz Kwanzaa. Navidad. Yeah. Um, and perhaps most importantly, whatever sort of pagan holiday it is that you choose to celebrate. That is really the reason for the season. Reason for the season. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. So there you go. Thank you, pagans, and your (laughs) evergreens, and your birth of the sun god, (laughs) and your midwinter feasts, and all that sort of stuff that we now get to apply to whatever holiday we'd like. Yeah. We appreciate that. Thank you. Um... So are we wrapping it up for the year and for this episode? I think we're wrapping it up. Everyone, happy holidays. Make good resolutions. Our resolution is that we will see you in January. Yeah. (laughs) Twice. Twice Twice. in January. (laughs) All right. Peace out, nerds. Testies, testies, one, a two, a three.
Testing, testing, mail order brides.